Is it a good idea to draft quarterbacks very early in your fantasy football league? And what kind of team will you get? It's time to look at it in a mock draft as Michelle and I break it all down for you with another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're into mock draft week, and I did have to fly solo yesterday on the show, but uh, I think we had some good results there with our zero running back strategy. Michelle, I'm happy to say, is back. If you don't know me, I'm uh, one of your co-hosts here on Locked On Fantasy Football. I'm Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle Majuk. I'm a researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. Yeah. So, Michelle, uh, we uh, continue to mock without you yesterday and uh, interesting results with Zero RB. I think we really liked our team. We had some really loaded wide receivers, including CD Lamb and Calvin Ridley. And of course, I got a stack there with Trevor Lawrence. So, I've taken Trevor Lawrence twice now in our mock drafts. Will it happen again in early QB mode? So, let me set up this particular mock draft. We're doing them on Sleeper. This is a half-point PPR, 12 teams. So we have uh, picked different slots here. I'm second on the clock. Michelle is number 12. We have to draft a quarterback in the first two rounds. Sometimes we could take them with our first pick. I don't know if I'm going to do that at number two overall, but I might. But we do have to take a quarterback within the first two rounds and see how our team plays out from there. So excited to see how this exercise works out. And welcome to Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnTheFell. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnTheFell to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, Michelle, I'm excited about this exercise. Uh, how about you? Uh, we've had two excellent mock drafts here, but I'm a little bit worried about this one. Yeah. I never love to take a quarterback in the first two rounds. So I do feel like we're going to feel like we're a little thin at the running back or wide receiver position. However, this draft unfolds, but I, I think I have a strategy in mind and we'll see what my team looks like at the end of it. All right, let's go ahead and start this mock here. And I'm on the clock quickly at one Dot two. Michelle's going to wait till the end of the first round. So let's see where we go. And of course, Christian McCaffrey goes off the board at one. I'm just going to go simple here. I don't have to take the quarterback here again. It's the first two rounds. I will be locked into quarterback. However, if I take Justin Jefferson, which I will here at number two. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. No brainer there. Yeah, and then right after your Justin Jefferson pick went Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, B. John Robinson, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs. Man, I was hoping to get Stephon Diggs at the 112 because I wanted to create a little stack there. Um, Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor. So I'm up. That kind of already, you know, there's already a wrench thrown in my draft strategy because 
my whole goal with going quarterback early, I wanted to put together Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. I thought that would be a nice little duo there to grab. And I'm not going to get that. But instead, I'm going to go with AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. I'm going to go a different wow. stack here. I like that. If you're going to have to go quarterback early, go for the stack here. That's yes. great. And people are mixed on stacking and season long, but uh, Michelle, explain to them why this can be a payoff strategy in this format as well. Yeah, I think if you're going here with an early quarterback, you're going for that upside. In any given week, you're you're saying, if these guys go off, my team's going to win, right? If these guys connect for a touchdown or two, my team has all the upside in that week. And it, it's just about giving you that advantage. So maybe, maybe it's not the smartest thing to go with when I, when I say Josh Allen is my quarterback one and that um, Stefan Diggs isn't there. Maybe I shouldn't have shifted off of that. I could have gone AJ Brown and Josh Allen still, but because I have Jalen hurts and Josh Allen so close in my rankings, that's when I'm okay to make that shift. I wouldn't normally just do that for any quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's a good call. I mean, you have to have the right combination. You're not going to be stacking uh, different quarterbacks here. Uh, I don't know if you're going to go Daniel Jones, Darren Waller. You're going to force that, <laughs> even though that's a good combination. You may not force that later in the draft. All right, so after your pick, it was Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb. Uh, team 8 took Derrick Henry. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen went. Uh, Michelle, this is not good. Uh, uh-uh. And then in between, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. So I got to jump on a quarterback here. I think I'm going to go for a guy that I want more so than and we've talked about him. And this is your guy. This is my guy. I'm just going to dig a little bit deeper and just go Justin Herbert. Mix it up here. Ooh. I'm going to Herbert and Jefferson. A couple of Justin back here for me. And knowing that I'm sitting on this pick, so I don't know if I'm going to go for a stack here with Justin Herbert quite yet. I do like uh, Mike Williams quite a bit, but I think it's a little bit early for that. So I want to see what else I can do. Well, I I don't know if there's another Justin on the board that I like here, Michelle. So I think I have to go with the backfield. There's some questions about this guy, but I think there's less questions about him now at this particular spot. He's still going to be there starting running back and get the volume, but considering he was the scrimmage yard leader last year, I'm taking Josh Jacobs, and I feel pretty good about this that I have at least one RB. Yeah, I like your, your – even though you had a reach there with Justin Herbert, just based on you know the guidelines we set for ourselves in this draft, you have Justin Jefferson, Herbert, and Josh Jacobs. That's a nice you know three guys there to set up your team for success and then to be able to build around that. So I, I like your build a lot there. And then right after your pick went Mark Andrews, Devonta Smith, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddell, Brees Hall, DK Metcalf, Lamar Jackson comes off the board for a different team. In the third round, which is very high for him, Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, and I'm back up. I do not have a running back yet. So I started A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, and the running backs on the board. There's no one here that I feel good about being my RB1 because these are the guys that are left. Jameer Gibbs, Joe Mixon, Ken Walker, Aaron Jones. So at this point, I might be going zero RB. You know, I get into the strategy and I might have to go that route. Oh, man, wide receiver sitting here, Debo, Calvin Ridley. This is why you don't take a quarterback in the second round because uh, not loving how this is working out for me. I'm going to go 
actually back to the running back. I am going to go with Jameer Gibbs. He seems to be a guy that I've been getting hotter and hotter on lately and just moving up my boards. And since I don't love anybody there uh, for RB1, I'm going to go for the upside. And then I'll go for a safer pick here because I get two picks at the turn. I'm going to go Joe Mixon. I know he's going to get 300 plus touches this year. So I have my safe guy that will score some fantasy points for me on any given week that I know I will get at least 10 points, right? And then I also have Jameer Gibbs who gives me the upside. All right. Well, we're back here at my pick. Uh, after your pick, uh, well, picks, I should say, Gibbs and Mixon, pretty good backfield combination. I think those are good values there when you went zero RB. So at least with the first two rounds and look, you could have gone zero RB again, but I think you made the call to pivot well there based on the values of wide receiver. And you look at Debo Samuel after your turn, then now we have more runs of quarterback. So in your leagues, quarterbacks are probably going to go flying off the boards a lot earlier than ADP might say rankings. Cause a lot of people just want to secure the quarterback and they want to get in that top eight, so to speak, here this year. There's uh, one of those guys potentially still left on the board, but everyone will make that run early. So that's part of it. You have Aaron Jones going to team number nine, Calvin Ridley to team number eight, Kenneth Walker off the board, Justin Fields, another quarterback here. So two more in this round after four in the second round. And one last round, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, and I'm on the clock. So right now I do like that I have a very – top flight wide receiver. I could look at one TJ Hawkinson, but I do have Justin Jefferson. So I don't know if I want to invest too much in this passing game. I do like Kirk Cousins quite a bit, but that's quite a bit to invest in one team, especially if uh, one guy doesn't go off. So it's a really tough decision. The stack is staring at me with uh, Keenan Allen as well. So it's very difficult right now, but I'm going to go for a guy that I've gone after in one mock draft already. I'm going with DJ Moore. Yeah. 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 I, so are we all on board that DJ Moore is going to pull the Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown jump from changing teams? Or do we think that his, he doesn't have that type of a ceiling because I, this is me every year with DJ Moore. I never know how to feel about this guy. So can you talk me into yeah. him a, a little bit? Yeah, I can. I think I use my magic on Jameer Gibbs. I think I'm working <laughs> on you there quickly, e easily, because you were almost about to pivot away from running back and you got him. So let me see if I can sell you on this, Michelle. DJ Moore, I said he was one guy prime for a career year. He's put it all together. They've had him uh, do everything in Carolina. And I think this guy's just a special receiver. The one thing I like about DJ Moore and I've known him a little bit uh, being in Charlotte and know what he does with the Panthers. He works really hard. He's durable. He's going to be out there every week. He's going to study and run the right route. So he's a, just a technical receiver, and Justin Fields is going to target him a lot. I don't trust Darnell Mooney. I don't trust Chase Claypool. They're going to use, I think, Cole Komet more as a blocker. So who else is he thrown to all that much in this run-heavy offense? But, again, we're looking at DeAndre Hopkins at a run-heavy offense there with Tennessee. So, I mean, DJ Moore is in a similar situation. I just think he's yeah. an ascending player. I think he's in his prime and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder as well. This guy plays with that because he wanted to be part of that Panthers team, maybe with uh, Bryce Young or a franchise QB, but he had to go so they could get Bryce Young. So I think he's going to be motivated, go after his new team here and really help Justin Fields. So that's where I like, I just like younger players in their prime. And this guy is, it's shown me that he's going to stay on the field as well. 
Yeah, and I think A.J. Brown should have taught us last year. We were so worried about him going to this offense that wasn't pass-heavy. But it's like if you're a talented guy and they trade for you, they're going to figure out how to utilize you. And I think that's what maybe we're all sleeping on here with D.J. Moore. It being able to grab a guy like that at the end of the fourth round, I think we might all be just too low on D.J. Moore as a fantasy community. Yeah, I just think we're thinking too much maybe of him as the Panthers and maybe not scoring enough touchdowns, but that could easily change if he's getting involved in the short passing game that we haven't quite seen him do in Carolina. Different offense, different circumstances, different QB, all those things can add up to better things as we know. All right, Michelle, we will get into our next rounds here. We uh, have done pretty well here over the first four rounds. We are going through 12 rounds here to see what the sample size uh, gives us. Before we do that, I do have to tell you that this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs makes you look good. I'm wearing some right now, just very comfortable here, shorts that uh, really are comfortable throughout the day. They do the same exact thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And really, I, I've enjoyed wearing them. And uh, I also like that they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric in August in Charlotte. That's very helpful. So I'm cool and dry all day long. So that's fun. And uh, so is this, that you can get this tech hat free right now, this white tech hat that I'm wearing. Right now, if you order from Bird Dogs right now, and it's very simple, just go to birddogs.com, locked on NFL, and enter the promo code locked on NFL for a free white tech hat that I'm wearing right now with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for this free white tech hat that I'm modeling right now. You want to, <laughs> won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you, and you're going to wear them summer, fall, winter, all seasons. Bird Dogs is going to take care of you in comfort. All right, Michelle, we're trying to get comfortable with this early quarterback uh, strategy that we have to employ here in our mock draft. Let's uh, quickly run down what has happened here. I picked at the two slot. I ended up with Justin Jefferson, had to take the quarterback in round two, Justin Herbert. So a couple of Justins, Josh Jacobs. And then I came back with DJ Moore just now in round four as I make the turn and come here to round five. Michelle, at the bottom here at 12, you did the stack of A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts early. And your backfield, starting backfield now, is Joe Gibbs. Or Joe Gibbs. Yeah, that would be an interesting backfield if you had Joe Gibbs. But you have Joe Mixon and Jameer Gibbs, so easy to mix that backfield. So maybe I'm just going to call your backfield the Joe Gibbs backfield. Um, so let's move on here. And after me at DJ Moore, I had uh, Keenan Allen on my list, but he went to team number one, so I can't get the stack with Justin Herbert quite yet. I might look at Mike Williams later. J.K. Dobbins went to team number one. Team number one has four running backs right now. Yeah. I, I don't know if we've gone that far, but I'm now looking. I could go in many directions here. I could look at uh, potentially tight end. Would I still go after T.J. Hawkinson here? i got to see. So let's uh, see what I'm going to do on Oh, man, this is tough, Michelle, because, again, I passed on Hawkins in the last round. Can I do it again? Even though I have, I'm going to invest a lot of the Vikings, do I trust them? That's a good question. Uh, although I do see maybe a running back, too, I like here. So I think I'm going to go in that direction. I think this guy's clearly separated himself. So I'm going Damian Pierce here. I feel a little bit better uh, about this. 
I'm jealous of that pick. That would have been, he would have been on my list for sure. If he would have made it back to me, which he probably wouldn't have anyway. So love that Damian Pierce pick by you. Then Cam Akers goes. Then TJ Hawkinson is finally off the board. He has been sliding down drafts more and more as we get closer to actual draft season, which makes me happy because I don't have to take TJ Hawkinson so high. And then Terry McLaurin, Alexander Madison. That's one of the highest I've seen him at five, six. Definitely would have been on my list. George Kittle, Drake London, Jerry Judy, DeAndre Swift, and Dallas Goddard goes right before me. All right. I'm really happy I took two running backs last time around because the running backs right yeah. now are very thin. So I'm definitely going over to the wide receivers. And I'm really sorry, but I'm stake I'm stealing your uh guy that you would have liked here for your stack. I'm going Mike Williams because we we all know I yeah, think he's yeah. going to be Justin Herbert's top guy this year over Keenan Allen when it comes to fantasy points. And then I think I'll grab my tight end, Darren Waller, who's getting all the hype that he is just a target machine with the Giants this year. I don't know how much I trust Daniel Jones, but I do trust Brian Dable. And I think he's going to, you know, he's going to make sure that Daniel Jones has these wide open guys and Darren Waller is going to be wide open. So I'm going to take him. I'll feel good about plugging him into my lineup just every week, and I don't have to worry about the tight end position on the waivers. Yeah, the one thing about Waller, he's one of the guys that I think is pushing Hawkinson down because everyone's getting word of this. We were ahead of this curve a little bit, right, Michelle? We were plugging Darren Waller as much as possible. We wanted to target Hawkinson or Waller. Then the, the fortunate thing is you had uh, George Kittle and Dallas Goddard go. So I don't know if that's going to play out a lot of drafts. I think Waller might be – rising uh, really fast here and that again could give us the value of Hawkinson so some uh, good stuff after your pick the Rashad White went yeah I know what you're saying with running backs I mean if I look at this list Alvin Kamara you got to deal with him missing three games Kyle Pitts I would still take Waller over Pitts Christian Watson Chris Godwin James Conner Tyler Lockett Trevor Lawrence and Dalvin Cook so these are some of the guys that I did not have on my list I was thinking about tight end here that is a bit of a weakness on my team at this stage, but now I have to look at uh, potentially wide receiver, but you know, we can start a flex in this spot as well. So I'm actually going to pass on some wide receivers. I actually like including uh, Brandon Ayuk and Marquise Brown. And I'm actually going to get my third running back here and take advantage of that. And I'm going to go Javante Williams. I think he's a really good value here. So I'm jumping on him. And one thing I was going to point out that you may have overlooked is the team one, right, had already four running backs because they started with Christian McCaffrey, Pollard, Stevenson, and J.K. Dobbins. So I think you're looking to probably take a wide receiver here. And your boy, Brandon Ayuk, did go off the board because team one needed wide yes. receiver. So he chose Pittman or he, she, whoever this computer is, chose Michael Pittman and Brandon Ayuk. So maybe you should have waited to take your running back knowing that they you know, they, they're not looking towards the running back most likely and then taking your wide receiver. So you got top that, choice. That is over. a good strategy to think about, Michelle. That is very uh, astute here to follow that. Yeah, track who is going on the board next to you. Look, I just saw Javante Williams. I, my eyes lit up here. He did uh, full disclosure in my zero running back exercise yesterday when we had to fl fly solo. He was my top running back. And I got him around wow. this round. And I was thrilled because I had so many things that wide receiver going on that were really helpful. So I could not have been happier there. So maybe I'm just carrying over some of my guys that I like. Now I'm not necessarily going to lock into a 
wide receiver here yet, but I think it's the way to go. I did like a couple guys equally, so I'm going to go with Marquise Hollywood-Brown. I think he's the main guy here. If uh, Michael Wilson is your number two receiver, then Marquise Brown is a pretty big number one receiver, and I think he's going to be okay with whatever quarterback. Yeah, if uh, Michael Wilson's your wide receiver too, you don't have a wide receiver too. <laughs> Basically, uh, why, maybe he'll break out in his rookie season. Maybe I'm being mean. Uh, after Marquise Brown went Mike Evans, Isaiah Pacheco, David Montgomery, Christian Kirk, Jackson Smith, and the Jigba, who is may not be ready for Week One, so I, I, I could see him falling down draft boards shortly here. Jahan Dotson and Deontay Johnson, two guys that I have always been targeting uh right around this area of the draft so they go right ahead of me which hurts david and joku and then george pickens i will say there is a huge drop off now because i i do think Jahan dotson and deontay johnson have real opportunities to be top 15 wide receivers this year in fantasy and I, I think from here, then you get much riskier picks because you're looking at a lot of the rookies or you're looking at Brandon Cooks or Gabe Davis. So that's a huge drop off for me and something that uh, kind of hurts my soul here. Yeah. So And then I look Sorry. at the running backs. There's James Cook, A.J. Dillon. I'm kind of going to take a little bit of a reach here, but I'm OK with it. I'm going to take a reach on Khalil Herbert. I think he's being drafted too lowly. I'm not going to get him back after this. You know, I have to take two picks here, right? So I don't have another pick for 24 yeah. after this. And he, I don't think he lasts back to me. So I'm going to take him. And then I'll go with a guy that we've been touting a lot and always drafting, Gabe Davis here with, uh, I didn't get to draft Josh Allen earlier, but I'll still grab his wide receiver. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's a good group there. I mean, looking at the way it broke down, and I think you can you can say reach, but you can go for an upside player. I don't like the word reach necessarily. If you like the player, go for it. And you like Khalil Herbert just as much as maybe Justin Herbert. Uh, it might be a tie which Herbert that you like here more. But when I look at it, yeah, you already have two starting running backs. You might as well go for a third with some upside in a run-heavy offense. So I love that. I love getting Williams and Davis. Look, you're sticking to your guns on players you like, just like I am with DJ Moore. And that's totally fine. And I think you made a very good point that you're going to have to wait a long time. So you have to be a little bit more aggressive at the polls here, if you want to call them, uh, at the turns uh, with one and 12. You got to do that because you got to wait a long time. You're not going to get someone, you can't expect anyone to fall to you at those spots. So I really like that. So in between, uh, we have Deshaun Watson going quarterback and uh, Jordan Addison, James Cook finally going, Pat Freemuth. I'm needing a tight end. This is not good. Traylon Burks, Brand Cooks, who I might have considered here at some point, is off the board. Quentin Johnston, another potential stack gone for me. So I probably won't have a stack here with Herbert. Looking at Dak Prescott, and then it's me on the clock, and the clock is ticking quickly. So this is a tough one for me. I, I think uh, I don't love the wide receivers, unfortunately. I don't want to force myself into tight end yet maybe so i think i'm going to just go for running back that i like in this particular format and half point i'm going to go get some more depth here and go uh, antonio gibson he does seem to be getting a little bit more hype uh lately if ron rivera and eric or um the enemy eric is yes. that the correct 
Yeah, I don't know why that sounds wrong to me. The enemy actually utilizes Gibson as a pass catching back that we all know he can be. Then there's no reason you should be able to get him in, you know, the end of the eighth round. It's just we've seen this play out over and over and over again. You know, they say they're going to use Gibson more as a pass catcher, and then he doesn't. But with JD McKissick finally not with the team and with the enemy there, fine, maybe they finally use a weapon that is very talented. Yeah, I'm taking a shot, and this is depth spot, and this is what I tend to do in drafts. Uh, I'll be very transparent with this. I some don't if I get too deep at tight end, I'm got some sleepers on my list. I'm going to go after them later. I don't need to. I'm going to load up on depth. I don't think the value now tight end is much better as we get to Injoku, Freermuth, or Fryermuth, and the in- Ingram tier. I, that's not an exciting tier for me. I do like yeah. Freermuth to be okay, but none of them have upside to me. So I'm going to load my team with some uh, depth here. And uh, the other thing I will say, and we'll get into that in our final segment here, uh, quarterback, taking quarterback early means you don't have to invest in quarterback much and the rest of the draft, if at all. So that's the beauty of it. You can really load up at other positions here. And uh, tight end is the one holdout I'm having here. And we'll see if I address it on the turn here coming back as we look at uh, the final four rounds, nine through 12, in our early quarterback edition of our mock draft here. We told you at the top that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified cans available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. This is time to build a winning team just like we have all across the NFL. And for your fantasy football rosters, you want to make all the right decisions. And LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you do that for your small business. Very easy to create a job. All you have to do is create it and add the job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, we have a job to finish here and uh, do our last four rounds of this mock draft as we went to QB early. You got uh, Jalen Hurts in round two. I got Justin Herbert and, and round two and then we're looking at the, the results that follow there so again we're locked on fantasy football your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league thanks for making us your first listen every day every day is we're going to have one more strategy to look at tomorrow and uh look at maybe the travis kelsey memorial draft <laughs> what we do if we get a tight end early and what that does for our team so we'll see how that plays out so the exact opposite of what i'm doing now and waiting on a tight end. So after I took Antonio Gibson, Tua Tagovailoa went off the board at team one. So they got their quarterback finally, and they got their tight end. I wouldn't say they sniped Evan Ingram because I was not interested in it in that time. So now I'm going to resume and see what's going on here. I'm on the clock here at 9.2. Michelle, there's a lot of uh, interesting value still available here. So I'm not sure what to do. Will I go tight end? Should I end the mystery here quickly? Um... I don't know exactly if I still like the tight ends that are on the board yet. There's a guy that I'm kind of holding out on a little bit. You might know who it is, so I'm going to wait there. So 
I'm going to look at some of these wide receivers, see if I have someone off the board that I'm going to take that I'm a little bit more interested in. I'm trying to see if there's a name out there. I know these rankings are a little bit not exactly what I'm going to expect. I'm going to be aggressive here and go after this player and wait. And I'm going to go Romeo Dubs. Ooh, I actually just had an article go out today on NFL.com. I'm going to plug that for a second. It was guys that to take in the double digit rounds as one of your last skill position players. And Romeo Dobbs highlighted that article. I, I, I haven't seen him go as early as nine, but like you said, you have a long wait till your next pick. So if you feel confident that he has a real chance to break out this year, which he does, like he could easily be the wide receiver one. For the Packers, you got to take him. And I, I definitely was planning on taking him later. So you snipe me. But uh, I like that pick by you. And then Rashad Penny goes after with A.J. Dillon, Kadarius Toney, Samaj P. Ryan, Zay Flowers, Brian Robinson, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster. So two wide receivers again that I would have been eyeing. The two guys that I always want keep going ahead of me, which is very irritating. And then Anthony Richardson quarterback goes right before my pick. So I'm on the board. I was looking to grab a wide receiver that I thought could have some safe value here that I know is going to get targets. That's why I was looking for Juju Smith-Schuster. He seems to be the clear wide receiver one for the Patriots, but he goes. So I have to pivot here and there is literally nobody safe. It's all just going for upside at this point. So I could go with Cortland Sutton because if Russell Wilson's going to come back to life, maybe Cortland Sutton does as well. And I think that's where I'm leaning. This is the first time I think in any of my mock drafts this offseason that I've taken Cortland Sutton. But I was really high on him last year. Last offseason, I thought Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson were going to be an amazing connection. And obviously that bit me in the butt. So I think that's why I've been so far off of it this year. But it could totally be that post-hype sleeper, and I'm going to give him another shot. And then with this next pick, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams. With Alvin Kamara being suspended the first three games, he should be a, a guy that I can rely on during the at least the first three weeks. And then I still think they use him around the goal line uh, thereafter, even when Kamara gets back. So he should still hold value for me throughout the year. And I'm sure that team, I think it was, let's see, if we look on the board, Team 10, Alvin Kamara, they probably wanted him, so they're probably a little bit upset, uh, whoever they might be, Team 10. So you snipe them, potentially. They would have had the whole Saints backfield for a while, except for Kendra Miller. So uh, I like that pick. I was looking at him if he was around, even though I already had the other Jay Williams. Uh, I don't know if I wanted to hoard all of them here, but yeah, that's a really good pick. And again, you've got a good variety. you got two kind of upside backs in uh, Jameer Gibbs and Khalil Herbert. You also have a reliable back in Joe Mixon. Now you have a guy that's going to be a starter early for you there that you can put in the flex in uh, Jamal Williams. I like it. Dalton Kincaid, huh? I'm still not interested in him tight end. Kirk Cousin went at, at number 10, Kirk Cousins. So no uh, backup stack for me with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, Aaron Rodgers, Dalton Schultz. I might have thought about him at tight end, but I still have another name I'm looking at, Al Lazard, and then another Jay Williams. This is Jameson, still with the Lions uh, suspension there, that uh, upside play. You have uh, also Elijah Moore and Devin Kane went off the board. So I need to find somebody to take care of Michelle that I am excited about. 
And I don't see a lot that I'm totally going nuts over, but I'm going to go after another upside receiver as my wide receiver five, probably my last receiver I'm taking here is Sky Moore. Yep. So Sky, it's between Sky Moore and uh, Rasheed Rice, right? And it's whatever one that you want to take a shot on, but I think they're, it's well worth doing it to try to get Patrick Mahomes wide receiver one this year. It could be like last year, right? Where none of them really mattered all that much, but it's still worth it when you can just give it a chance when you're in the 10th, 11th round. I think that's a perfect time to just take one of them and see if they hit. And if they do, I mean... It's not just like, oh, I, I got a nice value here. No, this is Patrick Mahomes' top guy if it hits. And that would be absolute. That's a league-winning type pick if everything ends up working out for you. Yeah, and I had to do it. And I'm still holding out on tight end. I'm still doing this. And there's still three guys I like. There's one guy I like in particular that I think might be still available when I come back. Yeah, believe it or not, in round 12. So after my pick was uh, Damian Harris and then Jarek McKinnon, yeah, some more running back depth, but I, I think I might, I'm a running back drafter. I like to have a lot of depth at this position. I only have four. Sometimes I take six or seven and just cut people when I want to and, and see and go to that direction. So I'm going after a buzzy name and I, I am also tied to rookies here and I'm going to get tanks, tank Bigsby. I want another piece of this uh, Jaguars offense. So going him. I thought you were going to say Tank Dell, and I was going to be very, very sad. But then you went with Bigsby, and I'm okay with that because I'm. That means yeah. I'm still going to get my guy. After you went with OBJ, Elijah Mitchell, Geno Smith, Cole Komet, Adam Thielen, Chig Conquo. Is that who you're looking for here at tight end? I don't know. Oh, well, he's <laughs> off the board. Tyler Algier, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tyler Boyd. So these are my last two picks of the draft. I have to round out my team. I already told you I'm going to take Tank Dell because it, you guys will, when you're drafting, you're going to have to find him down probably on your ADP list here on whatever system, but well worth that 11th round draft cost or 12th round or 13th round, wherever you want to take him, but get Tank Dell on your team. And then with my last pick, I'm deciding if I want to go with another upside guy here and I'm deciding between Kenneth Gainwell or do I go with trying to get Patrick Mahomes possible wide receiver one with Rushy Rice. But since I already took a rookie wide receiver in Tank Dell, I'm going to go with Kenneth Gainwell and see if he'll be the starter for the Eagles uh, to start the season. I do like it. Um, upside. You're looking for upside in this part of the draft, not just guys that are going to plug and play potentially but people that could be league winners. Uh, and I think you're like me that you swing for the fences. I don't just want somebody, Oh, I'm going to pick this player and he's going to maybe play. And he's an old guy. That's not great. I think the team 11 did that with Ray Mustard right behind you. Kendra Miller. I like that pick for team net 10. So they got him behind Kamara instead of Williams. Daniel Jones goes behind Lamar Jackson. I see that as a very popular combination right now quarterback as well as Rodgers and Goff which is on team eight um, the Mahomes uh, team at team seven just went for Donald Mooney some upside there Greg Dolchich was he my tight end he went at mm -hmm. team number six Jacoby Myers I do like more than others at five Jalen Warren a nice uh, potential handcuff there going at team four and then you had uh, Rasheed Rice so they're trying to do what I did with Sky Moore and try to get a piece of this offense so now Michelle, I'm going to just take my tight end for the purposes of discussion in this draft. And 
I'm okay with it right now. And it's uh, Sam Laporta. Yeah. I knew that's who you were going with. Even though, try, you know, going into week one and plugging in a rookie tight end is not going to feel too great for you, I don't think. It could absolutely work out. We think he's going to be fantasy relevant in his rookie season. But we have, you don't know how his usage will look in his very first week of the NFL season. So that's a little bit scary, but maybe you know, you're never, you're going to have more rounds in your real draft, right? So maybe you would take another tight end with one of your last picks that you feel a little bit more confident, like maybe a Hunter Henry that you feel a little bit better about plugging in in week one. Uh, So I like that you still got a guy that we think can really explode it, it for at least the tight end fantasy position this year. That wraps up our drafts. I'll run through my team and then I'll let you do it. So my quarterback is Jalen Hurts. I started with him in the second round. And then my wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, Cortland Sutton, and Tank Dell. And my running backs are Jameer Gibbs, Joe Mixon, Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, and Kenneth Gainwell. And my tight end is Darren Waller. I actually don't mind this team whatsoever, even though I would never typically take a quarterback this high. But I, I think it all ended up working out. I grabbed a lot of guys that I'm very high on this year. Yeah, I do like the makeup of your team. And look, you just can't forget that, especially with your team, Jalen Hurts getting a top three tier QB is exciting to know that you're going to have a consistent score and now you have a stack there all season long and you've got a lot of upside players as well. And I don't think your wide receivers are too bad overall. When you look deeper with Mike Williams and Gabe Davis, you like them and they're come through and Darren Waller, pretty solid pick there. So Really good drafting there. I know it's a little bit uncomfortable for both of us doing this, but I think I'm okay with mine. I, I think uh, your team uh, might be a little bit more pleasing to my eye at this first moment, but I took Justin Jefferson first, and I came back with Justin Herbert at QB. I followed Jefferson later at wide receiver with uh, DJ Moore, Marquise Holly Brown, Romeo Dubs, and Sky Moore, and then my backfield – including the flex here that we are starting in this particular league, Josh Jacobs, Damian Pierce, Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson, and Tank Bigsby. And then we know I held out all the way till the last round 12 for my tight end, Sam Laporta. Now here's how I feel about my team. I think this is what I would do. I think it's the same kind of feeling that I have a tight end quarterback show. I don't know how you feel about this and get your thoughts on this, but I feel like quarterback early or quarterback late is the way to go. Same thing with tight end early, tight end late. And I don't know if that always applies, but then it also allows you to load up in the middle where all that value is at running back and wide receiver. So I think that's the general strategy that I'm figuring out for myself as we do these mock draft exercises. Yeah, it is kind of nice to take quarterback and like for me where I I took my quarterback, right? Jalen Hurts and I feel very confident that he's going to be great this year cuz he will be. So I don't have to worry about a backup at all and I don't have to worry about wasting a pick later on. And then with me taking Darren Waller also semi early, you know, I still use a, a pretty high pick overall on him, a 6 rounder. I also didn't have to worry about a backup tight end. At least, yeah, right? Maybe I'll have to on waivers. But it really allowed me to be super free at the end of the draft. And I didn't have to worry about – I just was grabbing depth. And I didn't have to worry about positions. And that was really nice. I could just do the best player available that I think will have the best upside for my team. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. We've looked at our drafts this week, uh, the first three we've done. And there's been some pleasing results. So it's really showing that you can do it with any style of drafting here. You just have to 
focus on those picks in between. It's We are all focused on round one, round two, or getting the deep sleepers, but those in-between meaty rounds is where we really want to make our hay. And we'll see what we do, however, when we take a tight end early. That'll be on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.